Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Election Observer podcast. Welcome back to our first episode of 2023. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about the Westminster by-elections that took place in 2022. I'm joined today by John Alt and Harry Bust. Welcome both. Hi, Juliana. Hi, Juliana. Thanks for joining me today. So, John, why has Democracy Volunteers decided to focus on by-elections? Well, as you probably realise, we're, we're getting quite close to the next general election. And there are several things we want to start looking at as we head towards that election. Um, in 2022, we made a decision that we were going to start to observe all the by-elections that we could. Now, we actually didn't observe South End or Birmingham, but we did watch uh, two of them, namely in Stratford and Ermston and in Chester, city of Chester. And we're doing it because we want to try and identify some of the challenges that we might see come the Westminster general election uh, in whether either this year or next year, or even arguably the year after. But it's important we start looking at those issues that we might find. And Westminster by-elections are a good example of how we can do that. Of course, there's also a bigger issue which is going to happen in the next six months, which is that voter ID will come into effect in England uh, for the local elections. Already, you know, it's the, the law in Northern Ireland have ID, but because of the way uh, we now have devolved legislation in the UK, Scotland and Wales, with the exception of Wales for Police and Crown Commissioner elections, is not covered by that new legislation. So as a consequence, only England will see that change this May, on May the 4th, for local elections. But if a Westminster by-election happens in Scotland or Wales, or England for that matter, thereafter, they will have to use voter ID to, for that election. So it's one of the changes we're going to be looking at over the next 12 months and, until we're going up to the next general election, and something that we thought was something that was best done through uh, the, sort of the, the prism of a Westminster by-election. Because obviously, they're big elections with national interest, and we see the same sorts of challenges as we do in all the other elections we observe. There's a microcosm to get to some more observers on the streets to find out what's going on, and of course they're very interesting to a wider public. So I think that, as as John says, there's a lot of benefit for us being able to see some of the legislative changes that will be coming through into uh, the UK's elections at, at events such as by-elections and how different areas of the country are able to manage some of that change. Um, but one of the other really great things about by-elections for us as an organisation is not even sometimes those that are Westminster parliamentary by-elections, um, but council by-elections uh, across the UK really give us an opportunity to go and assess different trials that are happening in different council areas where new ways of voting uh, and new ways of managing the voting process are, are being trialled. So a few examples of those, uh, you know, one of the main things that we were doing towards the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, um, if we cast our minds all the way back to the, the sort of COVID lockdown uh, time uh, a few years ago was that Scotland was the first uh, nation of the UK to restart having local council by-elections and that gave us really good insights into how elections could be managed in, an, in a COVID secure way um, and also the, how the response from the public was going to be to those elections being held and so they do also bring us a really valuable opportunity to go and learn more about the ways in which elections might be held in the future and some of the different things that are being trialled across the country. That's brilliant. And what were the main findings from the observation of the by-elections in 2022 then? Um, so the by-elections that we observed in 
2022 uh, had similar findings to some of the observations that we've done across England in previous years in some respects. Um, so obviously, listeners to the podcast will know that one of the issues that we've been reporting on for quite a long time is that of family voting. And in the two by-elections that we observed, this was present in 18 and 21 percent of uh, polling stations that were visited by our observer teams on the day. Um, obviously, listeners will have heard in previous podcasts Lord Hayward talking a little bit about his ballot secrecy bill, um, which is going through Parliament and is moving on to its committee stage uh, later in the year, uh, probably in March. And so that's something that we'll want to have a look at the effect of uh, over subsequent electoral uh, cycles. What do you think is interesting about election observations, Eli, is you suddenly discover things that you weren't actually looking for. One of the things that we discovered on the whole polling day in Stratford and Irmston was we were going around polling stations and sort of talking to members of staff like you do. And I asked one of them, I said, so where's the count? And they said to me that they have to take the ballot box to the town hall. But we discovered, looking at the website and various other sources, that the count was actually taking place at Manchester United Football Club at Old Trafford, the football ground. And I said, well, they're not the same building. So how is it you're taking the ballot box to one place, but the count's happening at another building? And they said, oh, I don't know, but that's what we've been told to do. So fair enough, that's what we're told to do. So we, as observers, went to the count venue at Old Trafford to discover that the ballot boxes didn't arrive until sort of gone midnight. And so for a two-hour period between the the close of poll and the start of the count, there were two hours where those ballot boxes were not in plain sight to the parties, the media, election observers, or to anyone else that matter. In fact, what they were doing was they were collecting them all at the town hall, put them all in the van and bring them across. Now, that may be perfectly legitimate, and I'm not suggesting any malpractice at all, but I would want those ballot boxes to be in plain sight all the time because I would want people to know in inverted commas, that everything was fine rather than just think everything was fine. And what we also discovered was they were all sort of put in great big sort of, you know, cages like you see in the post office and discovered that two of the, the tags that were there to seal the ballot boxes were not there. So two of the ballot boxes that arrived at the count were not sealed correctly. Now, I'm not suggesting anything was untoward, but I think in those circumstances, I would be wise not to put people in a position where they could accuse you of things being untoward. And it's that sort of thing that we've not even thought to look for, but you go to the county and we discovered that. And I think that's a new thing that we might look for in future, because actually, if I was a returning officer, I'd want that ballot box to arrive at the county as quickly as possible and do any checks you want to do there. I will be feeding that back to the local council about what we saw, because I think it might help them in the future to try and improve that sort of transparency of that part of the process. And what observations are coming up then for democracy volunteers in this year? Well, like every other year, uh, Juliana, it's a sort of uh, everything heads towards the first week in May, uh, but not this year. Um, so May the 4th is when, if you can't remember that, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th is when polling day is uh, this year for the English local elections. And it was actually supposed to also be the same day uh, in Northern Ireland, but because their counting is, is, could arguably take longer, uh, because they use a different electoral system and it, they generally count the next day and possibly even sometimes over the weekend because the way uh, counting can happen. Of course, that might conflict with when the coronation is, the coronation bank holiday weekend, which is from the 6th to the 8th of uh, May. So as a consequence, they're actually voting two weeks later on the 18th of May. 
So then we've got essentially one election, two polling days, the 4th and, 4th and the 18th of May uh, this year. But also, uh, we're going to get out and about again around the world because we've got a team going out to the Netherlands in mid-March, potentially a team going out to Finland uh, in early April. And then we'll see how tired myself and Harry and everyone else is after the May uh, elections and see if we get some others done. But we've also got to bear in mind that at any point in the next 12 to 18 months, we could face uh, a Westminster general election. And that obviously is the, sort of the big one. Uh, it's, I suppose, for election observation, our Everest or our Ben Nevis compared to the other ones. And you know, we've also got to start making preparations for that election uh, to try and make sure we get a representative sample across all four nations of the UK, across a broad spectrum of different types of constituencies to try and get a really good insight into what's going on in UK elections, because we think that's you know, the one where we can collect most data because it's the biggest turnout. You see more voters going to polling stations and, of course, you see more activity. So it's where it's the more contentious elections, which tend to be the ones that deliver more data that we can analyse and then send on to the Electoral Commission for them to consider any recommendations we have. That's brilliant. Thank you both. Now, obviously, we talked about the findings of those observations from 2022. And as always, there's been a report published with those findings, which can be found on the Democracy Volunteers website under the report section. So for any listeners keen to find out more about those findings, then you can go there and have a read. Thanks for joining us on this episode and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.